welcome to the Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice podcast with Charlotte Foster. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice. I was about to say I hope you're well, which is what I say every single week to start off the podcast. But this week in particular, I feel like it's a really important question to ask you. I hope you are well because... I feel as though everyone around me is just dropping like flies at the moment. Everybody seems to be coming down with an illness, whether it's COVID-19, whether it is just a general kind of lurgy that seems to be about the worst cold ever, I think it's being described as. Let's be honest, the viruses are rubbing their virusy hands with glee right now because they've got the first opportunity in about, what, 18 months, two years to spread throughout the land. And they have grabbed that opportunity and they are running with it. It just feels like, yep, we have got a lot of illness around at the moment. So with that in mind, I thought now would be a good time to remind you of a few ways you can protect your voice and therefore your podcast all year round but especially in the winter when these bugs just take up residency everywhere, it feels like. After talking for a living for 20 years, I've managed to pick up quite a few tips about how to look after my voice. Sometimes, guess what? I've even followed this advice myself rather than just nodding sagely when someone's told me this. And even more of a surprise, when I do follow this advice, it actually works. So I do think there's something in it. However, I just want to remind you that I am not a qualified vocal coach. I am not a voice expert. I am someone who has just lived and breathed broadcasting since a long time ago. If you do have concerns about your voice, if you have concerns about your throat, if you have concerns about any of this, please, please, please do find yourself a proper vocal coach or your doctor or someone who knows what they're talking about or is qualified um, to talk about this a little bit more than me. These are just general advice moments that I'm giving you. I don't know what an advice moment is, but I like it and I'm going to keep it in the episode. (laughs) So I'm going to start off by looking at what you can do to keep your voice healthy and give yourself the best chance of not losing your voice. Then we'll move on to ways that you can soothe your poorly voice and get back up to full volume sooner rather than later. If you don't know what number one is going to be on this list of things you can do to look after your voice, then quite frankly, I have failed you. Because number one is keep hydrated, which I bang on about all the time. I know I do. And I am not sorry that I'm starting with keep hydrated, which you might think is a boring tip. But it's the first thing I'm going to say, because it is the single best thing you can do to look after your voice. It's also one of the things that I say the vast majority of us can vastly improve on. And I include myself in that list of the thing that most of us can improve on. I don't drink enough water. It's something that I work on all the time, but I just need to be more consistent with my drinking water. There are a few caveats to keeping hydrated. I've already said water. Yep, that's really what I want you to focus on, I'm afraid. And personally, I've heard lots of different things being said about this, but if you can avoid ice water, 
that's the best thing to do. Room temperature is ideal because cold water, it just constricts your vocal cords, which isn't good. Now, I'm not saying never drink cold water, but in the run-up to recording your podcast, don't be drinking the cold water. Does that make sense? Good. So there are a few ways I try and help myself drink more water. My favourite way to increase my water consumption is using a ridiculous, and believe me, it is ridiculous, pink glittery beaker thing. I say beaker thing. It's one of those kind of plastic pretend takeaway cups, beakers, things, you know, lids, screw on lid and a straw in that lid. Anyway, that's what it kind of looks like. It has unicorns and dinosaurs and glitter on it. Yes, I am 41. No, I don't care because when I use this cup, I drink more water. I will drink water out of that quite happily, more happily, in fact, than I do out of my favourite glass. I drink squash out of my favourite glass more than I drink squash out of that cup. I don't understand the psychology behind this, but I guess it's similar to having a favourite tea or coffee mug. In fact, my favourite tea mug has a dinosaur on it and you are not allowed to serve me coffee in my favourite tea mug, much like you're not allowed to serve me tea in my favourite coffee mug. Anyway, whatever the reasoning behind it, I know that keep filling up that glass of water, that cup of water beaker of water, whatever it is, the glittery shenanigans of water, I'm going to drink it more often. So I will fill up my two litre big bottle, you know, the one that people take to the gym or show off my my water. And I just top up and I drink it without thinking about it because it's there on my desk. I top up, drink it, top up, drink it, go to the toilet a lot, top up, drink it, go to the toilet a lot and repeat. However, it means I get more water in me. And the reason I haven't been drinking enough water recently is because it's this cup is in a box over there and I haven't taken it downstairs for ages. I've just moved it and it needs washing up. And every time I go downstairs, I don't take it downstairs to wash it up. And that's what I'm going to do once I finish recording. I'm going to wash up and I'm going to drink more water from my ridiculous dinosaur unicorn cup mug beaker thing. If you want your hydration in the form of tea and coffee, you can. But be aware, caffeine is dehydrating you. I'm sorry. It doesn't help with your hydration, unfortunately. So that's not to say don't drink tea or coffee, because if someone told me I couldn't drink tea or coffee, I would want to pray for their soul, essentially, because it's not happening. But what you can do, and this is what I do, is I just make sure I've got the water on the go with the tea and the coffee. Because let's be honest, we all need something in our lives to keep us going, right? And it's the same with booze as well. That is not going to hydrate you. I know, that was a big surprise, wasn't it? That I'm going to tell you that a glass of wine is not hydrating. So again, I'm not telling you not to have any alcohol. I'm just suggesting you up your water intake instead. And yes, you are going to go to the toilet a lot, but adds to the step count. That keeps us healthy, doesn't it? (laughs) Another really big thing you can do to keep your voice healthy and keep your body healthy as well is stop smoking. I'm not going to go into the health reasons why you should stop smoking, 
because that's not what this episode is about. But quite frankly, there are a lot of health reasons why you should stop smoking. And I suggest you go and look at them if you're on the fence about it. However, when it comes to your voice, smoking really affects it. Now, a vocal coach did once suggest it was a shame I didn't smoke because she wanted me to lower the girly tone my voice had at the time so I would be more authoritative. I was 22, 21 at the time, so quite frankly, I should have sounded young because I was. As much as, yeah, starting to smoke was an option, there were other far less putting my health at risk options I could take, so I went with them to make myself sound more authoritative. And also, it's a load of BS, this whole, your voice doesn't sound authoritative enough. I'm over this whole, you sound like a girl. Yes, I do sound like a girl. I was 21, 22 at the time. I was young. Anyway, I digress. And you've heard my rants about just loving your voice and embracing it. And that's what you should do. Back to smoking. It's going to ruin your voice. It's as simple as that. I'm sure if I said to you now, not picture, create that. Can you hear a smoker's voice in your head right now? Yeah, you've got it, haven't you? It's low and raspy. It's not particularly authoritative. And it can also lead to health problems such as a smoker's cough. And a smoker's cough does not sound good when you're trying to record a podcast because that smoker's cough sounds like you're trying to cough up a gold watch is what my mum would say. Or it's just that hacking cough. Just you don't want to have that in your episode. You don't want to have to edit all that out. And also not having fully functioning lungs is not ideal when you're trying to store when you're trying to speak. If you can't get through a sentence because you're running out of breath because your lungs don't function properly because they're full of tar and bad stuff from cigarettes, really not good. You're also going to be more susceptible to lung issues as well, which doesn't help with your breathing, which in turn, as well as doesn't help with staying alive, doesn't help with you talking very much either. So honestly, stop smoking. Do yourself, your family, the world a favour and just stop smoking. That's my rant about smoking over and done with. You'll be pleased to know. The next thing you can do to look after your voice when it is certainly in the winter is just watch out for extreme weather. I'm not necessarily talking about the snow and all that, but you know when you first start going out in the cold and you take a breath and you can almost like you feel it inside of you. It's a shock to the system that can affect your voice. It can affect your throat. So everything feels like it's working harder in the cold. Well, it is because it's keeping keeping your body temperature working. It's keeping your body temperature working, keeping your body temperature regular. And what you need to be aware of is if you're shouting, screaming, whatever else you might do in hot or cold weather, cold weather in particular, you're going to be putting extra pressure and stress on your vocal cords even more. So I'm afraid your weekly trip to support your football club, your rugby club or any other sporting team which takes place in winter, it becomes a much gentler affair in the colder weather because you don't want to have that added stress of it being cold. That cold air, again, like the cold water, just constricts your vocal cords. And I wish you could see me. I've got my hands and I'm going, tightening my grip on my vocal cords, not my actual vocal cords. 
my imaginary vocal cords, which are in front of me, it just goes, stresses them out. Um, you've probably noticed it yourself if you do venture out in the cold. Maybe you have a snowball fight. Maybe you're out on a run. You come back and your lungs feel harder to breathe, doesn't it, sometimes? Same in the heat as well, but in the cold in particular, it just feels a lot harder and your throat feels a lot sore when you've been shouting and screaming at your rugby team or your football team. If you're me and you follow London Irish, like I do in the rugby, there's a lot of shouting that goes on. (laughs) It's not celebratory shouting either. (laughs) Laugh or cry. So you just need to be a more gentle supporter. Think of cricket. That type of thing. Your voice will thank you for it. Your team may not. Now, if you exercise a lot or even not a lot, fingers crossed, you will do a warm up before you start cracking on with whatever exercising you're doing. Running, cycling, aerobics, Zumba, body pump. I'm doing the actions of body pump. CrossFit, whatever. Because you're not going to go from standing still to full on 100% effort without some kind of build up to it. Same with your voice. You need to warm it up. Lots of resources out there from people who are far more qualified than me when it comes to vocal exercises. So please check those out. But this is what I do for a really simple warm up. I stand up, I shake myself around so my limbs are loose. If I've not been talking to anybody all day, which is quite often the case sitting in my office by myself, then what I'll do is I'll start off by having a gentle chat with the cat. He ignores me more often than not or looks at me like I'm a complete weirdo or walks over to his food bowl to say, you can talk to me where you like, Charlotte, but feed me first. And then I'll pop on some music and gently sing along to a couple of songs. Now, my music genre of choice tends to be heavy metal shouty songs, but this is not my music genre of choice for when I'm trying to warm my voice up. I'll head to a more Simon and Garfunkel esque song rather than my usual, I don't know, Pantera, Iron Maiden, Rob Zombie, that kind of thing. I avoid the shouty, screamy stuff that hurts my throat and puts the pressure on my throat. And I'll do the more generic song that was, there was no copyright infringement there, I tell you. But that's what I'm trying to get at. It's the gentle, easy song. As I said, not a vocal coach here. So follow those exercises at your own risk. Not that there's any risk, but I like a disclaimer. If you want someone really good at this, go follow Nick Redman. She is a vocal coach and she does some really good vocal warm-ups. She was on the podcast earlier this year with Kate Cocker when we talked about voice a lot. And she'll talk all things lip trills and she'll make you do a slug tongue. And she's actually really good. And I really recommend you follow her if you want to do better vocal warm ups and look after your voice properly. What I also tend to do if I'm doing uh, a lot of talking is I'll take plenty of breaks and I will, of course, slurp my room temperature water too. Now, other people swear by eating an apple to help warm up their voice or get their voice up to speed. I can't because they give me hiccups. (laughs) 
seriously, if I eat an apple, I will have the hiccups. So apples are off the menu when I'm on air. Honestly, it's a thing. And I don't know how or why or what. But apparently if you eat the apple, it, it helps with the hydration. You don't get those horrible dry mouth clicks either. I don't know. I, I, I just get hiccups. It's weird. So if after doing all of the above or not doing all of the above, your voice does start to strain, get a bit crackly, or even worse, just disappear overnight, and that has happened to me, then the best thing you can do is just shut up. Plain and simple, stop talking. Don't, whatever you do, make the mistake and think that whispering will be okay. It won't. In fact, you put as much strain on your voice by whispering as you do when you shout. If you don't need to talk, just talk as normally as you can. And it is at this point I become an advocate for a lovely hot toddy. Oh yes, get the honey, get the lemon, and because you are poorly, we'll ignore the advice about avoiding alcohol and we'll chuck a glug of whiskey in too. My Irish nan wouldn't let me not have whiskey in. The honey helps soothe your throat. The lemon is nice and the whiskey is nicer. It just feels nice, doesn't it? Just to have a hot toddy. And anything that makes you feel nice when you're not feeling well is worth having. I'm also a fan of hot Ribena at this point. Mm. And hot lemon and ginger is also a winner during the day when you can't just be <laughs> clugging the whiskey. <laughs> I have also resorted to lozenges in the past, so I use Vocal Zone and I'll also drink the Vocal Zone teas during the day as well. I'll be honest, those teas taste like sadness to me, but do you know what? They're caffeine free, they've got all the good stuff in them. I, I hope they do me well. In the old days, when I was when I was on radio, I used to use Sanderson's throat specific mixture, but I can't find it anywhere at the moment in stock. And I don't think it's been around for a while because I think there's been a few supply issues. Now, it was always the last resort for me using this because, as I say, the best thing you can do is to stop talking. But there were some days that I would rock up to the radio, open my mouth and go, oh, I can't talk. And I'd have a three hour, <laughs> three hour radio show to do. So... I would glug this stuff down and it would restore my voice, not to glory, but enough to get me through those three hours and then I'd go home and I would not talk again. However, I also add that if Focal Zone tea tastes like sadness to me, then Sanderson's throat mixture tastes like the devil's wee. That's the only way I can describe it. Devil's wee. And I'm being polite. And you're only meant to gargle it. Oh, horrific. Just, I think I'm getting like flashbacks. Horrific. So maybe it's a good thing I can't get hold of any now. And I will just be forced to rest my voice if the voice does go. It's very similar to the fact that, you know, we rest our bodies when we're tired or not feeling well. We just take ourselves off to bed or doze on the sofa. It's the same thing. If your voice isn't up to scratch, rest it. Best things you can do. Keep drinking the water though. I know if I've got a heavy week of talking, which I do in the next week or so, I will schedule in recovery time in the same way that I schedule in recovery time when I'm doing exercise. In the same way that, say, you've just run a marathon, you're unlikely to go and run another one the next day. Now, of course, of course, I know people who do that. I wouldn't, but I know people who do. The key here is 
they have built up to it, which is what you need to do for talking lots too. You need to build up to it. Your voice is almost a muscle in many ways and you need to train it and you need to get it used to doing lots of work when it has to do lots of work. Ultimately, I would say don't panic. One of my favourite things about podcasting is the fact your audience is generally on your side. If you know your voice isn't 100% or you're feeling poorly when you have to record and you have to record, and I want you to seriously consider if you do have to record, tell them when you're recording. The vast, vast majority will forgive you and stick with you. They might be ill too. They might feel like, oh, great, in the same club. I'm feeling your, feeling your pain. However, as I've just said, really, really, really consider if you have to, have to, have to record your episode. Nobody is going to die if you miss an episode. Harsh as it sounds, but they're not. They might be annoyed at you. They might miss you. But they're not, nothing worse. Nothing worse as a consequence than that. And your health is more important than any podcast. As we are approaching winter and those winter bugs are all out, coming out with a vengeance, in fact, because they didn't get a chance to affect us as much last year because we were all in various lockdowns and social distancing. I really want you over this next week to look in your calendars and find time to get ahead of your podcast recordings. By getting ahead now and having two, three, or maybe even four episodes recorded and ready to go, you are protecting yourself from disrupting your podcast publishing schedule if you get ill. You've got that buffer, you've got that barrier. And if you do have to take a week off, they're there ready for you to go out. Hopefully you won't need more than four episodes ahead. But think about it, if you get them ready now, they are ready to go And if you lose your voice, you're not going to lose your podcast. Oh, that sounded good. I like that. If you lose your voice, you won't lose your podcast. That is going on social media. If you need help doing this, getting it planned, getting yourself ready, good news. That's where I come in. Yay. You can go grab yourself a podcast planning toolkit or book yourself a podcast planning session. All on my website, charlotte-foster.co.uk. And what this will do is it will get you planned and ahead of yourself. And most of all, prepared for just in case those horrible bugs come and get you. Because believe me, when you're ill, the last thing you want to do is be all bright and breezy on your podcast. I had to be all bright and breezy on the radio when I felt like utter poop. And it is horrible and hard. And I wouldn't wish it on on anybody to have to go, oh yeah, I'm loving life. I just want to go to bed. I'm loving life. I wish I was in bed. (laughs) That was roughly it. Yay, good morning. I'm dying. (laughs) It's not fun. And I did not get paid enough to do that. So get yourself ahead of time. Get yourself feeling prepared. Get yourself planned. And if you need that help, get in touch with me. Go to charlotte-foster.co.uk to book on. And that's before we've even thought about how you're going to excuse yourself for having a coughing fit halfway through your podcast or you can't speak without sounding croaky as. 
because that's a really difficult edit for either you or your editor and they will charge you more. So with all that said and done, I do hope you're staying safe. I do hope you're staying healthy. Keep drinking the water, chuck some honey in it, chuck some ginger in it, chuck some lemon in it, make it all tasty. Just keep yourself hydrated. I'm just going to keep saying that over and over again. If you've learned one thing from this episode, it is drink more water and then treat yourself to a gin later if you want to. Remember, you can follow me on LinkedIn. I am Charlotte Foster in a lovely mustard cardigan. And you can also find me on Instagram when it's not down. Charlotte Foster Podcasts is what you need to look for there. Drop me a message. Drop me a connection request. Um, I'd love to hear from you and uh, let me know how you are looking after yourself this winter. Mm-hmm.